This is the first Super Bowl halftime show I can remember. Everyone tuned in in 1993 because the NFL finally, for the very first time, thought they would whip up a monster halftime show. And they thought, who better than the king of pop? And Michael Jackson, he did it. He sang that song along with Billie Jean, Jam, a few others, even a little bit of We Are the World, which was hugely popular, of course, too. But uh, he, he started it. He started the trend. The following year, they went country. I believe it was Tanya Tucker. And Clint Black. And then they had a really wacky show with an Indiana Jones theme two years later. Uh, Miami Sound Machine was a part of it. And then Diana Ross. And then from Diana Ross on, they really seem to just stay focused with one major superstar. But there's been a lot of great and not so great halftime shows. But that is one that I, the first Super Bowl halftime show that I, I truly remember being an event to tune into and it was pretty cool at the time. I'm Greg Morgan. I hope your Super Bowl weekend is going to be uh, either a relaxing one, comfortable, maybe watching the uh, the game, or else maybe you're just busy hustling. There's a big under-13 hockey Regina tournament over at uh, the Real District. And, of course, uh, the Pats are back tomorrow night. Team USA and Canada, the women's hockey game, also the Brant uh, tonight. LIT is underway right now over at Luther College. Man, I wish I could pop by that gym and take in some of the atmosphere. It's always a blast over there, too. Tomorrow, Kerry Cardinal will spend time with you at 1130, going over the state of real estate and assisting buyers and sellers with some free advice for a good half hour. And I've got her with me now for a moment, though, to get a little bit of an early preview. Now, Kerry, let's start with the interest rate. It's been paused the last couple of times. And the next one, we're expecting March 6th to hear whether or not it'll be paused again or lowered or raised, whichever. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. How do you feel? I feel good that we haven't seen an increase. The The fixed rates slowly but surely are are settling down just a little bit. So what I'm seeing with now prime rate remaining the same with the overnight lending rate, prime at 7.2, we're seeing variable rate mortgages around that 63 percent range. It's the nice part about variable rate clients is if you're willing to take the risk, once the rates do start coming down, you are going to be able to take advantage of those payment drops and rate drops. On the fixed side, um, I'm not recommending clients to go into extremely long terms because our hopes are this is going to be short-lived, maybe over a couple, three years. So I'm seeing a lot of clients lock into a three-year fixed rate with hopes that by the time that this new term is up that we're hopefully back down even farther yeah. on rates. I hear a lot of my friends say that's where they've gone, a three-year term. Do you really think we'll ever get back to those lowest of low rates? It's like the yeah. price of gas. It once was, but we've never gone back. It's gone down, but it always seems to creep yeah. up. I think it's going to be that story we tell about that time, but I don't feel that we're going to live in that rate again. I would think things will end up settling lower than where they are now is what my hope is. But I, I think that's gone and done, the, yeah. those extra low interest rates. And I always hear the bragging stories of people, well, I had one point, well, I had one point. You know, keep those in your hat. Those were great stories. I am not banking on that happening again. Hey, Carrie, the big show is on this Saturday. What's the agenda? Well, 16 years on, on the radio, Greg, which is crazy. Um, talking about mortgage and real estate, saving money. Big things that are happening right now during this time of year, lots of folks coming up for mortgage renewals. So I'm talking about mortgage renewals, tips and tricks um, in the show. 
still spring brings home ownership. I am your guide to get you through to, you know, renting to home ownership. I bet you're refinancing a lot of mortgages too, right? Lots of refinancing that I'm doing at renewal because we're seeing now a jump in payments and we're we're finding that either there's debt or there's high ticket purchases coming and refinancing makes financial sense. Awesome. Well, happy anniversary, Carrie. I look forward to the show this weekend. Thanks so much. Morning. We're uh, playing a lot of the music from halftime performers at Super Bowl, and uh, many believe it was Prince who had the very best show at halftime. And of course, many will remember, I believe it was what, 2007, Dolphins Stadium in Miami, and it was pouring rain. And of course, he's standing there in the pouring rain, singing Purple Rain, and uh, the way it was lit, it looked outstanding. It's not my particular favorite. In fact, I'm not a huge fan of Prince. I'll be very honest. Can you believe it, Kevin Martell? I don't never think I been. can. I don't think I can believe now, it. I respect the genius of his, his, his being, his yeah. music, and but I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people think that was the best ever halftime show. You got a favorite? I have a favorite moment of a halftime show, and coincidentally, it, it doesn't was, involve Janet Jackson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not not that one. But it was coincidentally the last time Usher appeared at a Super Bowl halftime show. That was Black 2011. Eyed Peas? That was 2011. So it wasn't as much Black Eyed Peas, but it was Slash came out because a lot of times yeah. the halftime performers. I'm not a huge fan. I you know I have a couple songs here and there. Slash I love, and so when he came out, I think he played Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, I didn't really care much for Fergie's uh, vocals on that. But just to see Slash just for that moment, I was like, yes, this one speaks to me. Yeah, there's a lot of moments like that. Britney Spears joining Aerosmith once. And uh, I'll tell you what, my favorite of all time is the first that I really remember. I mentioned it a few moments ago is Michael Jackson. But at the same time, there's one specific halftime show that really kind of moved me. And I'm going to share that uh, when Evan Bray joins me at 720 uh, because it really was a spectacular moment. I'll get to that a little later on. That's what we call in the business a tease. I hope it worked for you. <laughs> Greg, uh, <laughs> Greg, you are a good man, and you're also a birthday boy today. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't let that one Thank slide away. Much. So happy birthday, Greg. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. But seriously, the... Uh, um, we, we should, what, what's the latest on the fire situation here this morning? Again, the fire department has been uh, sharing photos. Uh, where are we at here now? Yeah. So the top story on our newscast this morning is, uh, this fire at a church, uh, just behind the SAS power building, blessed sacrament parish. We can tell you, it looks like the fire is mostly under control. A little bit of damage. Our Jillian Massey was telling about, uh, in the back of the building, some of the bricks there are now black, um, we don't really have a whole lot of information. As you can imagine, the fire team right now is still looking into what caused this, and we don't have that. Well, we can tell you that nobody was hurt this morning. Nice. I'm glad to hear that no one was hurt, and I hope it was minimal damage. Okay, we are getting a glimpse, Kevin, and you can see it yourself at cjammy.com of a downtown event entertainment district, uh, potentially for Saskatoon. Now, it still would be, uh, if it comes to fruition, about a decade down the road, yeah. but... I'm telling you, an 18,000-seat arena, I like what That's I see big. here. That's big. Yeah, this 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 would be impressive. But also, 
uh, it would be the reason that we would continue to suffer here, Regina. We we need to build our own arena if they get through with this. It seems this is really kind of the the going where a lot of cities are are headed. If they need a new arena, they want to put it in their downtowns. You point to a number of other cities who've done this: Edmonton, uh, Winnipeg years ago. The talk is the same thing here. And when you see the pictures of of what this could look like, this entertainment district in Saskatoon, you can find those pictures at cjme.com. It looks like there's a lot going on there. I'd um, visit. Yeah, like, and, and, and that's what they want, right? We've been hearing from city councillors and the mayor in Saskatoon. They don't want concerts to fly over them and then head to Edmonton, the next closest place that a lot of people, a lot of these big shows would go to. I think there's a similar feeling in Regina. I get a text all the time, and uh, you know, I'm a little more privy about this be, uh, be, because of the concert promoters and that and the contacts here. And yeah, you know, if, if Saskatoon were to do this, Regina uh, do nothing when it comes to a new arena. We'll continue to be over uh, flyover city, as you say, because uh, major concert promoters right now, it's costs more money. Artists want more money. They don't look at small seat venues like us. Like with uh, a little more standing room and a concert, you get about 7,000 at the Brand Centre. It's just not enough. There are going to be some concerts for that size of venue, but the majority of the big names, we see it already. They're looking for, you know, twelve to 15,000 or greater capacity to make it worth their while we need a new arena i'm sure Uh, we do and the big issue here and i mean it'll be the same thing in saskatoon as well as who pays for it you know if we get arena does that mean you know my city taxes will go up astronomically and that's a big concern (laughs) with with a lot of people right and and so the other the other side of the coin is if you get um an unreal event venue like this could that draw more people into the city? Will you see more people move to the city, contemplate retirement? Uh, hmm, well, that entertainment district is unreal. I'm going to move there. I can't tell you how much money I've spent in Saskatoon going to concerts and yeah. events. Right. Would sure love to spend it locally here. But, hey, there are some people I'd like to see, and if I have to go to Saskatoon, I'll do it. Yeah. We need a new arena. My personal take, Kevin. Thanks for the birthday wishes, Happy, pal. happy birthday, good Get sir. Get out of here. Twenty twenty two. There's a halftime show I'll remember. Hip hop finally in the spotlight. Dr. Dre and his cohorts in California. Eminem. He was joined by surprise guest Fifty Cent rapping into club. You remember he came upside down. That was a cool show. I enjoyed that one here. Favorite halftime show that you've seen at a Super Bowl. One eight seven seven three hundred seven two seven five. Text me or use the CJME Morning Show Facebook page as. Uh, many of you have done already. A lot of you uh, are just all over the map here. No one seems to be in agreement with one particular one. AJ Elizabeth said Prince singing Purple Rain in the Rain. That was pretty cool. Some for Paul McCartney. Some for the Janet Jackson year. <laughs> you remember how Justin Timberlake joined her and how controversial that was. But, uh, yeah, one of my uh, favorites was Michael Jackson. And, and uh, Evan Brace coming up here. I'm going to ask him the same thing in a few moments what his favorite was. And and I'll tell you what I think was the most moving experience of a halftime show that is still pretty uh, legendary. But uh, let me know what you think. one 877 Lots going on around town. LIT is on over at Luther. 
student-run tournament is uh, no doubt going to be the place to be for excitement. The way they pack that place and the uh, the level intense of intensity and the cheering and how it looks, it's just a fun, fun time. Real District has the uh, under-13 hockey tournament going on over the cooperators. So some of you parents will probably be up early tomorrow morning with your go cup of coffee and hustling the kids to the rink. The Pats are back at uh, the Branch Center tomorrow night against the Oil Kings. It's Indigenous Celebration Night. Over at the Royal Sass Museum, they're having a retirement party tomorrow afternoon for Mega Munch. If you want to pop by there in the theater, limited seating available, but they'll open up the doors of the auditorium at the Royal Sask about 1245 and uh, start the program at 1 o'clock, Mega Munch. He, he's going to still be on display till February 25th, but tomorrow's the retirement party. Not to mention it's Super Bowl. All right. Let me ask you a question. Who's ready for some football? It's time for the Super Bowl. Are you ready for some football? Hey, guys. Sure hope we win the big game on Super Bowl Sunday. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? This weekend. Super Bowl. Super Bowl time. Super Bowl Sunday. The Super Bowl. Lots of hype with this one. What are you tuning in for? Commercials, halftime show, or a great game, which I expect it's going to be one of the very best. And, uh, of course, Taylor Swift. I do want to thank Taylor Swift for making a practical, if a plane leaves Tokyo at 11.30 problem, that kids actually want to try to figure out. Even my own daughter asked me about this. Because Taylor, performing in Japan, Ending around 10 o'clock Tokyo time, which was about 5 Vegas time this morning. And the flight from Tokyo to Vegas takes 12 hours, meaning Swift can arrive by 5 o'clock locally in Las Vegas. Just over 25 hours before Super Bowl she'll have. So if she's jet lagged, she's going to have a little extra sleepy time. She's going to recover nicely. Taylor will be in her suite, I'm sure, on Super Bowl Sunday. And there are people complaining about her carbon footprint, of course, from her travels in her private jet. You should know she's not even in the top 30 of the most jet emissions. So far, she's far from the only one being held responsible for killing the planet. But some people just dislike her for no reason, right? And gives, gives you one reason to hate her right there, I guess, if you're looking. But uh, imagine if she flew commercial, though, and the mayhem that would crave with fans crushing to the nearest airport if they heard she was going to be there, disrupting safety and... The whole airport? So seriously, leave it. Leave it, haters. Leave it, haters. <laughs> I uh, I want to get your take, though, on Taylor Swift. When you uh, tell me about your favorite halftime show. The NFL shows her often. It's not her asking to be shown. And there's a lot of hype from the media, of course. But you can't deny little girls everywhere are now watching the NFL, and the NFL loves it. Here's little seven-year-old Charlotte, who's become a newcomer to football. I'm good at throwing the ball, but not catching the ball. That's the thing I'm working on. Just a few months ago, she didn't know a down from a fumble. But then her favorite singer started showing up at games. I really like to see Taylor. I'm always like, Daddy, Daddy, it's Taylor coming back on. She's adorable. And come Sunday, a lot of little girls like her will be watching Super Bowl for the first time, thanks to Taylor Swift. And in fact, viewership among girls 12 to 17 has spiked an astounding 53% since Taylor and Kelsey became a couple, uh, pushing an overall NFL viewership up 7% more from last season. You wonder why they show her? Ratings. 
favorite halftime performers at Super Bowl. What do you got? It's one 877 Alan from Cambridge said my favorite was Katy Perry in Arizona. Why? Because I was there. That, until last year, was actually the most viewed ever Super Bowl performer. She had major ratings until Rihanna last year. Uh, kind of took that title away from her. Uh, favorite halftime show is Lady Gaga. Repelling from the top of the stadium and her voice amazing, Debbie in Crooked Lake shared that with me and said that's her favorite halftime show. I remember my buddy, <laughs> Wood, Woodsy. Uh, I'll never forget Woodsy, may he rest in peace, coming back from watching Lady Gaga at Super Bowl going, I, I just, I fell in love with her, Greg. That was the best ever. And he was such a Gaga fan after that one. Uh, just heard some you too. That might be the most memorable halftime show. Let me bring Evan Bray in here. He's standing by. Evan, let me tell you this. I know okay. you're gonna, you've got yours. You two performed just months after September 11th tragedy, yeah. right? And they yeah, had the heart shaped stage. And uh, they sang that song where the streets have no name. And there was a scrolling backdrop with all the names of those victims lost in the attacks. And at the end of the song, Bono opens up his, his jacket to reveal the stars and stripes and the lining of his jacket. It was a very moving moment. And uh, I remember them panning uh, the stands, and uh, like people were bawling. It was very emotional, very yeah. emotional. You got a favorite? Sure. Well, I remember Michael Jackson. You remember that? Yeah, that's back my first, in the early 90s. Yes, me too. Yeah, I, I loved that show. I mean, I liked Michael Jackson, but I thought that was really good. I also liked Aerosmith. Uh, they they had a, a great halftime performance in the 90s as well. And Britney, that was Britney Spears joined in that one. That's she right. Special yeah. Guest. yeah. But more recently, I, I would I would say Bruno Mars would be up there for me too. I like that one. I'm a Bruno Mars. I love to see him in concert. Um, and so I, I thought that was a, a fantastic. He's a very good entertainer. Yeah, he is. And I saw him in concert after that performance, and I became a even a bigger fan too incidentally they don't get paid for super bowl bowl performances uh they do it for the exposure and they know they're streaming and their sales will go through the roof Usher, they get course. a free water bottle uh, yeah <laughs> yeah hey yesterday i'm listening and you just have no faith in the bargaining on monday between teachers in the province why are you so adamant that nothing will happen here well, listen, as far as a deal listen the teachers have said that the only deal they will sign has to include classroom complexity the province has said they're coming back to the table with a renewed um, agenda. They've got uh, some enhanced price offerings that they're going to be giving in terms of wages for teachers, but it does not include classroom complexity. Unless some miracle happens at the bargaining table where they're able to negotiate a way to find that in there, I, I'm just not optimistic that this is going to get us there. All right, Grinch. I'll uh, <laughs> see, see Hey, I mean, I, I, want, I want it to be solved, although I did say yesterday, as soon as they solve this, I don't have as much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, you got lots to talk about today with uh, Saskatoon in this new downtown event entertainment district that's maybe a decade away if it comes to fruition. But an 18,000-seat arena, they get that, I guarantee, if we don't build an arena ourselves here in Regina, you're not going to see many concerts at all anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be big for Saskatoon, for the province, for sure. Uh, you know, I keep wondering, of course, Greg, does this mean that there's a possibility of an NHL franchise in our future? People in the newsroom. I was going to say, people in the newsroom laughed at me when I brought that up. But uh, anyway, I mean, the renderings, the vision that they put out yesterday is pretty cool. It looks great. There's a lot of people asking, is this the time? Can we afford it? And I think a lot of those details have to be ironed out. But I've got Cynthia Block joining me this morning, Saskatoon. 
Neptune City Councilor, one of a few that have been involved in this project, and we'll get a little more uh, understanding of how they're going to pay for it yeah. and uh, what the timeline looks like. I'm all for a new arena here. In fact, I think it's a must for us. I want a new pool, too. I think we're probably going to see that, maybe a library, but I think the arena's got to be number two behind the new uh, aquatic center. I'm just That's my own personal opinion because I know these event promoters, they don't look at venues like ours of 7,000 seats anymore. They want the biggies, and you yeah. go to... Well, I've spent enough money in Saskatoon seeing yeah. all these shows. And, right? and, and you've gone with me. We I have gone with you. keep it local. I have gone with you, and I, and I think Regina gets needs to get a little more progressive. Yeah, Saskatoon tends to be more progressive when it comes to these things, and I think it hurts the city of Regina. Okay, well... Uh, like Taylor Swift, I'm sure we'll have a few haters on our opinions on that. But <laughs> we will push on. We'll see you back here at 830. Thank you.